Father, we just want to thank you for uh, today. We thank you because indeed it's the day you've made and we have, we're here and we would rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for the activities that has happened today. We thank you for bringing us this far, especially in the life of this community, that it's already been a year since we officially launched. And we just want to acknowledge your hand over our lives. And we just commit tonight's session into your hands. I pray that you would help us to be able to hear your voice, Father Lord, even in the midst of the presentation, to be able to hear what your heart is saying concerning transforming community for this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today's session is very uh, different from a normal Bible study session. And part of the reasons why I've incorporated a session on uh, goal setting or vision casting is just to help us um, making sure that everybody is fully aligned on where we're going. Um, now, if I was asked people, what do they think about TC? Some people would, might say TC is a Bible study group. People might have different perception as to what TC is. And as a way of making sure that we're all aligned on one thing, uh, it's always good to explain uh, where we are heading. Um, give those that have joined us uh, in the last year or so the opportunity uh, to ask questions. And, you know, especially now that we don't currently have a website that would explain what we do, why we do what we do, uh, these sessions are designed really for that. Um, just allow people to be able to, um, you know, just get a, a, be a better sense of what TC is about. Um, so for some of us, the slides I'm going to be showing is a repetition of what you've already seen. Um, so some of this vision that I'm sharing today, I shared it in November, September already. So it's a repetition, but I find that repetition is sometimes is good because then it allows people to either clarify what they thought they knew, as well as for those that have joined us in the last three months, just get a sense of where things are going. So starting first with 2013, uh, where we've come from. So as I mentioned while I was, I was praying, um, it's literally a year now since we officially launched. So the Bible study on the Thursday started over two years ago. However, the actual ministry transforming community took on its form in January last year. I think it was 4th or the 5th of January. So effectively, we're one year old. Uh, but life has been so busy that even me, I forgot to actually acknowledge that particular birthday in the group chat. I remembered last Wednesday before the Thursday session. But then when Thursday came out, I'd forgotten to actually acknowledge and remember that. Uh, but yeah, it's officially one year now. And so I'm, what I'm going to do first is just chronicle uh, what we've been up to uh, within the past one year. So our devotional series is the one on the left. Um, so that's Dewar and Mary. They are the ones that uh, coordinates uh, or everything started with. Um, but by God's grace, the team has grown. And so we have our vivacious Vinny. Uh, Vinny, I've forgotten the adjective that describes you. So please apologize for that. Uh, but yeah, I'll just use that instead. Um, Zoom things, I'm raising my hand, but I'm not. So let me put my hands down if I can find it. Yeah, there we go. Um, and then the team has grown from humble beginnings. And it's literally humble beginnings. Um, it started with just Mary, uh, facilitating, using what for today, having Dura being a writer, and now having uh, Paul being a writer, 
Vinny being a narrator, Susie being a narrator, um, Caroline being a narrator, as well as a writer now on the team. So from a team of two, we've grown now to a team of six. Um, so there are six people now involved in the production, if I can use that word, of the podcast that gets published every Mondays. Every now and again, I feature as a guest. Um, and so if you wanted to listen to my episode, uh, go for the one on Christmas Day. So I wrote the content as well as I narrated that one. But the residents, writers and narrators are the people um, that have been shown on the screen. And then, of course, when we have the live session uh, on a Monday, we have Nicholas, Edith and others uh, act as a facilitator of the live session that we have on Zoom uh, at 6.30 UK time. So that's the general synopsis of how uh, the devotional started. And of course, if you were to listen to our podcast, you get a sense from there, from the very first episode, um, how what we have today started. All right. So if anybody wanted to go down the memory lane, then feel free to access the podcast recording to be able to do that. Also, um, the Thursday group um, has also uh, grown. Um, so initially, we started with about a team of eight in 2022 or 2021 one of the two i can't remember now three and a half years two and a half years ago i think 2021 um and this is where we are so we've had in the last year cassia join us um julie attending regularly uh vinnie also joining us um susie joined us last year as well and so yes god has added to our number um in in different measures and so this image you see here is a copy of our current promotional ad, which I think is what um, Julie saw uh, that brought her in. And in terms of the topics that we looked at last year, so we concluded on a foundational series that we started the previous year on basics that Christians need to know. So things like baptism, faith in God, baptism in the spirits, uh, water baptism, repentance, um, and then we concluded with laying of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So that actually took us about six months to, to complete, literally because we were teasing out every single detail. Now, if you wanted to listen to the recording of each of the top three topics, they are now available on the podcast. But if you look at the group uh, description on WhatsApp, uh, there are two links there. There's a link for the podcast. And then the second link has the recordings that we used to have before we started putting things out in the public domain and that's available on OneDrive. but then there's a password but all that information is listed so uh, every recording up until the 13th of july is available um on the OneDrive. the link to access that is on the group description um and then anything after that period which is when we started knowing god series um you can listen to on a public domain on podcast um apple Google and the likes, all right? So that's that. And of course, as I mentioned, the recordings are available online, starting with the Knowing God, God series. So within the Knowing God series, we actually teased out everything that we need to know about God. Who is God? Uh, is God male? Uh, what else did you look at? The Trinity. So that's what we concluded. Uh, we also looked at the names of God in the Old Testament, the names of Jesus, uh, the character of God, uh, what makes God God. Uh, so those sort of topics we've explored that uh, already now myself and paul we're going to be doing a recap next week over the next two weeks of all this teaching series and i would highly recommend um also attend again 
just because if you've not been part of the series from the beginning, this would more or less give you an overview of everything we looked at, as well as making sure that, you know, the word of God is alive and kicking in our hearts. At the same time, a lot of our events also became more public. Um, so we started to have guest uh, prayer sessions. Um, so the gentleman on the top left uh, was introduced to us uh, by uh, Paul. Uh, Brandy is one of us uh, on the bottom left. And then uh, Prophet Evans, most, who most of us knew about, has also led our prayer sessions. And we've got uh, Jenny Elephant. So Jenny and I serve on the same uh, committee or board uh, for Global Connections. And at the bottom right is my sister, Dupe Manikinde. So I'm staying currently at our place uh, in London here, or shall I say on the outskirts of London. Um, so yeah, so this is something that really started, kicked off last year, where we started having guest prayer sessions. And of course, we culminated that in December with the when the Spirit comes. And interestingly enough, um, for the first time, we had the highest number of people attend up sessions so we had 42 people uh, logged in at a point in time which for us uh, is a major breakthrough uh, so we're not going to despise the days of unbooked beginnings because usually when we have people on this platform it's usually overs around 12 to 18 uh, but as got to have it for the first time uh, towards the end of the year we kind of broke the threshold um, we didn't just break through the 30 which is the target for this year we more or less exceeded that. So we thank God for, for that progress. Thanks so much, Paul. I could see the, the clap, uh, the virtual clap, and I'm sure the other people are smiling as well. Um, so yeah, so that's, that was that. And uh, of course... So the story, I'll start with the story. This is I'll just share this. Central Asia, and I know it's this. going to go online, so I'm making it very generic. But um, it's the power of prayer and the leading of the Holy Spirit that this, this story really illustrates. By the way, this is one of the prayer sessions that Jenny's led. By the way, Jenny's prayer style is very different from a lot of our Pentecostal prayer meetings in the sense of we all act to pray collectively. So actually, I take that back. When she leads, we don't pray collectively. So one person prays, we all say amen. And, and I think that's something that's quite unique about the way Jenny leads. And that's one of the reasons why we like her back. But also Jenny's... Um, emphasis is around missions, international missions, cross-cultural missions, uh, going out into uh, areas where Christ hasn't re relatively been preached, and that's more or less our focus. And so that's the flavor that she brings uh, to our prayer meeting. So this recording is from one of the sessions that she led on how um, hearing from God, as well as the power of hospitality, can be a powerful force. And in fact, this is one of the um, this session was one of the ones that inspired one of the prayer points uh, for evangelism session, which I'll share about in a moment. So let's watch what she said. Straight. So there were a team that wanted to reach out and share the love of Jesus with a community in a in a city. Well, it was more of a town actually in um, in a country in Central Asia. So they met together as a group the power of, a, of a agreement and sought the Lord for how to approach this, how to enter the, the city um, and what sort of the strategy might be. So they prayed for, prayed together and, and the Holy Spirit said, um, pray about hospitality, you know, sort of don't do anything until they welcome you um, and invite you into their homes. So pray, pray, pray about hospitality. So off they went as a group to, um, to this town. It wasn't, wasn't a very big place. And 
they walk the streets all day long around this town praying and blessing the town but nobody in the town offered them hospitality so they were really really discouraged because that's precisely what they felt god would do and would open doors um nothing happened so by the end of the day they had nowhere to stay um so they just had to go on the sort of the on the edge of the town and under a under a big tree and sleep there so that's what happened and during the night uh the holy spirit visited many 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 people in that town with a dream and they all dreamt the same thing this is a, this is a true story they all dreamt the same thing that um that somebody came to them in this dream they didn't know who it was and they were to ask the people who were sleeping under the tree about about the dream so in the middle of the night this um the crowd come with with torches you know with the you know, fire torches not just a not just a, <laughs> a battery one um and they came with this fire sort of torches out from their from their homes the the team that were sleeping under the tree were really scared because all they saw was the fire coming towards them um so they were a bit startled but um anyway the, the people from the town came to them and said you know who are you guys because We've all been woken up with this dream, come to ask you what's going on, you know, who it was you saw in the dream. And to cut a long story short, um, you can imagine that this was an open door for the team to, to share about Jesus. And they were welcomed into the homes of those in that town. So in the end, hospitality <laughs> did come about um, through many steps of faith. So they were welcomed into the homes of the people in that town, just like it says in Luke 10, if you've read Luke 10. Um, that's a good example of, of Jesus um, sending out his 70 or 72 disciples and they too were welcomed into homes given the opportunity to heal the sick to cast out demons to preach the kingdom of God and many people were saved so these are in parts of the world where you can't build a church out of bricks you know it's that's not going to be a possibility because these countries are not uh, not open to that so um yeah so that's Let's take courage and pray, pray for those kind of encounters because they are happening all the time and they're not reported on the BBC. So, but they are happening a lot. Um, and I'm privileged to hear some of these stories. So it's, so it's such an encouragement. Now, the interesting thing is, I remember when we had this session, I think the session was either in May or June. That informed one of the prayers that we prayed um, for when we went out for evangelism. By the way, this is the crew that went out over the last two years. Uh, so the fly on the left-hand side uh, was the fly that we used when we did our outreach. And then the people on the right-hand side are the people that came. Uh, I think Nicholas also came, but we didn't take a photograph together. Um, we also prayed for what she asked us to pray here that we meet a person of peace i remember the first session i was so deflated nothing happened it was like knocking on doors no responses but then on the second occasion it was me Dura, edith and nicholas we knocked on this very last door and we just got talking and the next thing they were like would you like guys like to come in and we looked at each other we're of course being conservative British people there was that thing of oh we don't want to impose we don't want to impose but at the same time we thought to ourselves hold on a minute we've been praying for somebody to open their door and receive us well 
And so literally this family opened their door, they received us well, uh, we ended up praying with them. And from that initial encounter with the family, um, we Dura offered to take their son to university. Actually, another story within the same family, I think their son wasn't too sure whether they would get into the university they wanted, so we prayed for them. And he got into the uni he wanted, and Dura offered to take the child or the son to university, which Dura and Edith eventually fulfilled that. And you know, I think we were able to also pay for the ironing board or something. But it goes to show the power of just a simple storytelling of how God worked in a particular part of Asia and how, how that influenced the things we prayed for. And we saw the manifestation of that as well. And so that's one of the you know amazing stories, which was for me was like, I was buzzing on that particular day, coming away from um, evangelism to see, gosh, you know, we prayed for this and lo and behold, we saw the manifestation to that. So yeah, so that's part of the impact of some of our prayer sessions uh, in, in reality. Um, and then there's been times when we've done life together as well. Um, and so the bottom right is when we went for karaoke, um, it was an all females team. I just went there as a cheerleader for the females and, uh, the bottom top left is my yard, which has been renovated right now. Thank God. Um, but yeah, that's when we had a barbecue and then Mary, Caroline and, uh, Edith, they must have gone to the same events independently, but then they saw each other there. And of course, um, Susie all the way from Ghana. Um, caught up with uh, Mary. Well, she didn't travel all the way from Ghana, but she's currently in Ghana at the moment, and she looks um, sun tanned. You know, good to see you, Susie. Um, yeah, she caught up with Mary uh, for for brunch. Um, so yeah, so that's been us doing life together uh, last year. Um, by God's grace, I'm hoping that we'll do more of those uh, spontaneous arranged uh, catch ups together um, this year. Hopefully, when Vinny comes. We'll make a special event out of that. All right. I can see the clap. So there you go. And then outside of that, uh, there's been other things that we've been doing in terms of, um, um, I guess, member-led initiatives. So Mary, for example, launched our podcast, um, and which she publishes every three weeks, I believe, or every two weeks. Uh, we also have a presence on, on, on social media as well. So on the back of that, we had a paint and worship session, which was a physical event. Uh, which, by God's grace, was a good one. Um, there were lots of good feedback, uh, people feeling, you know, very at ease um, because of the music. It was just very nice um, environment. And, of course, we had some donations of books, which we distributed there as well. So uh, the people that came, they were really, really blessed. And I'll just show you a clip uh, from that event. <laughs> Yeah. 
Amen to that. So just for the benefits of those that have just joined us, uh, this is a clip from our Paint and Worship events that we had sometime in July last year. Um, it's our very, very first physical, publicly advertised event. And uh, it was really nice to at least see some new faces as well as the regular faces as well. All right, um, I'm going to pause there. Perhaps anybody has any thoughts they want to share, any reflections on the year um, before I carry on and explain how we used the money that we received last year. So the floor is open uh, for contribution from everyone or anyone. Paul says he would like to see my painting. Um, I didn't get to paint that one up actually. So, but then the good thing is the, the person that led the painting uh, gave me a copy of our piece so I can potentially claim that as the, the winning piece, so to speak. It was the best in the room. Of course, she was the instructor. So there you go. If there isn't any uh, contribution from anyone, I'm just going to keep going then. And then, of course, uh, we've been running uh, prayer sessions every Saturday. Um, but as the slide mentions, uh, it's open to everyone, uh, but at the same time, it's closed. And the, and the reason why it's closed is just because we require some level of commitment uh, from the attendees uh, to be able to do that. Uh, so just going through how we used the money that we received last year. Uh, so last year was the first time we started collecting a collection. Uh, because we don't have a bank account yet, um, so I tried setting up a bank account in the name of Transforming Community. That has been quite difficult to do, largely because we are currently listed as a limited company by guarantee. So just for the benefits of those that are based outside the UK, so it's similar to a private company, except that it's for non-for-profits. And the digital banks, um, they can be quite difficult when it comes to opening uh, accounts up. Um, but so a lot of this donation, we tend to collect it through a public funding page on Just Given. Um, and so at the very top there is unrestricted donations. So that's donations that people have given with no strings attached, uh, which means we can use it for any purpose. Um, there's the restricted donation, which is where people have given for a particular purpose. And so we have to honor uh, the wishes of those that have given that. And then when we launched, last year january one of the things that we mentioned was we wanted to be on a website and so somebody gave us uh, some money towards that and so that's still in the bank um sitting there because we haven't well maybe i should say i haven't done much work on that um just because life has been busy uh, and then of course we've got the activities when it comes to the paint and worship uh, which was a generated revenue because we uh, it was ticketed where people had to pay for the tickets and of course now, what you notice is that there's a loss on the paint and worship just because it's quite ex it was quite expensive to get the venue and also hiring the person that acted as instructor. Um, she's a professional, and so th those things typically would add up. But that's a general sense of how the money that was used last year, sorry, that was given to us last year was used. Suffice to say, we've got about £1,500 um, at the moment in the bank, and that would go towards the submission of the application to the charity commission which i'll come to in a moment um as well as the website as well so that's the general sense of where your money has gone if you've given to us uh over the last um year i'm going to pause here perhaps anybody has any questions on 
the use of our finances uh, before we keep going to other activities. Well, I'm gonna, okay, good. Oh, thank you. I was going to ask, well, uh, why was um, we registered as a limited company? But I think you did say about you're going to come to the charity application form. So that probably, my question is probably and will be answered in the previous slide. So I'll, that's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Now, and I'll give you another reason as well. The reason why we were it as a limited company was because of speed and how quickly you can easily register in that way um, as opposed to registering as a charity because with charity you need to find trustees and that intel takes a process and so registering as a limited company just means unlimited company by guarantee so it's not a limited company uh, with shares uh, so say for example most of the companies that most of us work for they're for profit so the registration process would be for limited company uh, I think with a share capital Whereas this one is limited by guarantee, which means uh, it's for public good. So that's why we registered that, just more because of the speed of registration. Uh, but over the course of the year, say for example, with the paint and worship events, we had to partner with another organization that had a charity registration because then we can get discounts. And that's when it occurred to me that actually for practical purposes, we need to change our status. Uh, also, if you're a UK taxpayer, so if you pay taxes in the UK, you can claim gift aid. So gift to gift aid just means for every pound you give, the government would give uh, 25 pence back um, to the charity that you give to. And so that's another practical reason. And, you know, the charities just get a lot of discounts. And so that's part of the reasons why we're making that transition um, to something else. And But the good thing about this registration, it just means that Say, for example, the logo, it's been trademarked, um, not because we want to restrict other people from using it, more so that we don't want somebody else to say to us, we can't use it. Um, so I know of a case that actually happened in the UK where an American um, app provider restricted a UK-based app provider, both of them are Christian organizations, from trading with the same name, even though... They're not com well. They're comp they're not competitors in a way because the apps do different things. But because both names had church in them, and so I don't think the UK provider had a license or a a registration, a legal registration. So what that meant was they had to change their name because of um, the restrictions that the American organization placed on them. And so I haven't been in this industry of working with churches. Whilst all of us love Jesus, the reality is everybody wants to protect their own rights. And so that's the reason why we've trademarked it, so that no one will say to us, we can't use the name. Um, whilst I wouldn't prevent other people from using it, it just means no one will place an embargo on us to say we can't use it. So that's the reason for the trademark. Um, yeah. And of course, you can see all the other expenses listed uh, on there as well. Um, are there any other questions um, before we move on? Have we... Go ahead, Paul. Just want to say thank you to the team. This is well detailed. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Vinny? Have we just tried to trademark it here in the States? Because, you know, we're coming to the States. Like, it's it's going to happen. Interestingly enough, when I was doing the trademark search, there's actually another organization in the U.S. called Transforming Community they've actually trademarked their name. 
Uh, but we I don't think be tr- we could be transforming community US. Um, the name sounds it's you, I don't think that would go too well at the IPO's office. Um, but it, 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 we're open to yeah, we're open to it. But yeah, it, it's I it's one of the searches I had to do and to check whether they had an international uh trademark or it was just a local US trademark. And I think. The fact that the IP office in the UK didn't restrict me, it's possible that the other guys only had a US trademark. Um, but it's also a Christian organization. They provide retreats and so on. Um, they also have a trademark on their name in the US. Um, so, yeah. I don't like it. Look, I have to I commend Americans. They're always ahead of the curve when it comes to anything commercial. So, there you go. Um, but no, we will see as the Lord leads, then we'll see whether we need to go state side to, to trademark any other questions okay and just for the benefits of those that have joined us we're just going through what we did last year um and then there are some activities that were deprioritized um and the reason i'm mentioning this is just because we announced it at the beginning that we're going to do them but we didn't do them. So that's why they're being mentioned. Um, so the website launch, for example, that's been on the burner for a long time. So my apologies to everyone that that hasn't taken off. Um, also, we said we we're going to apply for the charity application last year. That didn't take off. So I've decided, you know, I'm going to take some time off this year to actually uh, do the drafts application so that I can get it submitted. Um, so that, that way it's done. Um, and I know Brandy's on the, on the call as well. So Brandy was planning to launch um a album last year and it's definitely still on the cards but that was also deprioritized because we announced that uh, we're going to help when it comes to supporting with the ushering on uh, in in september but that's also got deprioritized just because of workload and so on we're meant to go on a retreat um that got deprioritized just because there's so much one can do with few uh people serving and anchor devotional book launch as well we're planning to launch the devotional as a book um of a series of devotionals but uh, we spoke to three other authors and the amount of work that it might be required does require especially if you want to do it at the very best quality and um, mary if you want to comment on this please do as well um we just had to take a view that we're not quite there yet in terms of getting things spot on but mary if you wanted to add any comments please do um i think you've said it all um yeah there's um, there's a lot involved um, in, yeah, like Fola said, especially if you want to do it well. And there's different ways of publishing. So, um, yeah, it just, it just takes off. It just means that we have to um, be really considered and, and decide on what's the best option for us because there's so many different ways of, of doing it. Thank you. But on, on the positive side, I know Susie and Caroline, they said they're happy to be narrators uh, for yeah. the devotional when we do publish them. So um, so we have an, oh yeah, and Vinny as well. There you go. Um, so we've had at least, if we end up doing ebook, sorry, no ebook, uh, audiobook, that can also be on the list of uh, versions that would put out. But it's just to say that we delayed that for practical purposes. Um, yeah. Any questions before we change the order of what we're talking about so just for the benefit of those that have just joined us we have just done a review of our activities in 2023 
So I'm taking the silence as no questions or comments from anyone. Now, this is the point in which I'm going to make this into a quiz. Um, if somebody else asks you, how do you describe transforming community? What would you say, please? Um, and I'm not going to pick on anyone. Um, a beautiful place to land for your journey with God and just to ask any question, any questions about religion, thinking outside the box, it'll be answered here. And if it can't get an answer at this particular moment, Fallow will find out the answer and get back to you. We are a loving, accepting, beautiful community. That's who we are. I like that. Thank you, Vinny. Can anyone top what Vinny has said? I, there's a clap for you there, Vinny, from Joe. Anyone else that wants to top this up? I just saw uh, people. He said Bible study group with fellowship. A Bible study group with fellowship. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. I'll say it's it's church online. Sorry, Paul. Paul, you're going to say something and then we'll come to Joe. Okay. I wanted to say it's a community of international um, Christians who are on the journey to becoming like Christ and living life out. I like Paul's answer. Um, and I'm very biased towards that, but the other answers are equally as good. Um, Joe? I would say it's a church online with the aim of having it physically one day somewhere. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad that actually, because if I was to categorize all these different responses, I feel Vinny's one is experiential uh, answer that she's given us. Uh, very similar to um, Cassia's response as well. And then Joe and uh, Paul's responses are very much textbook, scripted, official line. You know, if you've ever worked with a corporate organization, um, there, there's what the corporate the organization says they are. There's also the experience that people say about the, you know, about the organization. And another way to think about it is Amazon. Um, if you think about Amazon, you can probably think about Amazon as your trusted partner when it comes to getting your next day delivery or something. Um, and I don't know what the official strap line is for Amazon, but there's something Amazon says on the website. There's another something else that um, people that use Amazon experience. But I'm glad that at least there's unity in all that has been said. Now, I think what Vinny has said, what Cassia has said is equally true. But this is our official statement about who we are. We're a community of Christians from different churches. And I like the fact that Paul added international community as well. So that means um, it takes into account the fact that Vinny, uh, Cassia, Paul, uh, Oboro is joining us from Doha. And I think those are, that's the international community. But it takes into account the fact that there are people from all over the place. Now, I might just have to correct some things. Um, so say, for example... Uh, I know Cassia mentioned the Bible study group. Now, Bible study is just one aspect of what we do. At the very core of who we are is the community, the fact that we are a community of Christians coming together. All right. So one of the things we do is we study the Bible. We talk about Jesus. We have an after party. We talk about life um, and all the other things. But we're a community. And I often get this in church. When people talk about church as well, they talk about church in terms of the Sunday service. And that's because that's where the experience of church comes from. But church is not just about the Sunday meeting. It's also about the life that we do outside of those meetings. And, and the reason I'm trying to emphasize this is just so that we don't put all the emphasis on a Thursday meeting. So there's the fact that we have a devotional time on a Monday. 
there are things that we do within the community. So for example, myself and Edith, we did a fundraising last year uh, for a Christian cause, which my church was championing in the previous year. Myself, Mary, Oboro, Dewira, and some other people, uh, we did something for charity as well. And all the people within the community supported us, giving us financially. So that's also part of what we do. And so it's is just my way of saying that let's just not focus on the Thursday session as the be and end of, I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. Mary, whoever is it, what Smith here, please do correct me. Be and end, what was that phrase? Any, you get it. Um, yeah. We get it. You get it, yeah. But it's just to say that Thursday is not the only thing we do. Thursday is an aspect of who we are. Um, and so it's just worth mentioning that. And I think Paul must have mentioned it as well. Our vision really is to become like Jesus Christ. That's where we're heading and to leave out that transformation. So the very essence of what this is about is to be transformed. And I like how the testimonies that came last year has been around transformation, which is good. We want to be like Jesus, uh, but not just be like Jesus, but also in being like Jesus, we want to also do the things that Jesus did, um, caring for the poor, uh, you know, feeding the multitude, preaching the gospel, healing the sick as part of the things we want to do. And why do we want to be like Jesus? Uh, it's just because, as the Bible says here, um, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So if I want to know what God is like, all I have to do is look at Jesus. Um, you know, the Bible gives him a name that is above every other name. And when we look at someone's name, it reflects the identity. And it's not just about a label that is used to distinguish people, it reflects who they really are. And that's why we don't take God's name in vain, because that's the very, when you call upon God, or when you call on the name of the Lord, you're calling on God himself. You're not just uh, using a label, um, just anyhow. And, you know, the Bible describes Jesus as the image of the invisible God. In fact, I'll read the entire text uh, to us. And it says, the Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things altogether. He is the head of the body, the church, i.e. is the head of all of us. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth, or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. All right. So verse 19 says, God was pleased to have the fullness of God to dwell in Jesus, the fullness of the deity, the Godhead, Father, Son, and the Spirit to dwell in Jesus. And for us, that is the image that every human being should uh, strive towards. Whether you're Christian or you're not Christian, this is like God's vision for you to be like his son. Um, Jesus. And so what are the values that uh, undergird what we do? So these are some of the key values really in terms of we're rooted in scripture, but at the same time we're led by the spirit. Um, we believe in generous orthodoxy and I need to explain what this means again is, as and I've mentioned it, it, over a few times, I'm not here to create any new theology. The theology that I teach is a theology that the forefathers of the church have accepted as true. Uh, and that's what orthodoxy means, you know, that which has been handed down to us. 
right? So we're not here to make up new theology or new doctrines. The doctrines that you hear me teach, at least I can speak for myself, is the doctrine that the church has approved as kosher. But in saying that, there's also flexibility on how we live it out in our communities, all right? Just because in the 21st century, the way we live in the 21st century is quite different from the way the early church would have lived. However, the very essence of what drives that lifestyle is the gospel. And so at the core of everything we do is the gospel, but the way we live it out might vary from person uh, to person. And so that's what general orthodoxy refers to. And we champion the cause of the local church. And so up until now, we've said, you know, for people to be able to serve in the community, they have to be part of a local church just because of the protection that is required, just because a lot of what we do is spiritual and for them to make sure they are well protected when it comes to their spirituality. And then, of course, simplicity and excellence with excellence, which means we're not. And I have to say this, I may be biased towards this because people have described me as very simple and I like that. Uh, but of course, it just means that we don't, we're not going to get involved in so many things. Uh, we only do the things that God has approved uh, and therefore doing it very well. All right. Um, only what God approves, but making sure that we do it very well. Now, the reason I say I'm very biased towards this is because uh, my very character, I, I mean, somebody was saying to me the other day, that what is the most expensive thing I've ever bought? And I'm like, actually, I can't remember a very item that, you know, because I don't attach myself to things that well. But I realized part of it is also because of the culture in which I've grown up. Growing up in, in the UK, I find that British people are very conservative. Um, they might spend on expensive holidays, but it doesn't look flashy. Uh, but this is not what this is about. This is just to say that we are focused on what God wants, and that's the only thing that would do. Um, and so if God is not approved of it, then we don't want to do it. Um, are there any questions before we move on or any comments or observation based on your experience so far? Just a comment. Um, I did not know that this book was much more than the Thursday's Bible studies. Um, and I think that's why I'm saying, oh, it's a Bible study group because I was not aware of all the things that was happening outside the group. And that's the thing because I'm here and you guys over there. Um, so all the fellowship things that you mentioned is quite challenging for me and the rest who's not there um, to join in. Um, but I was not aware of all the activities that was going on besides the Bible studies and the devotions and the prayers, um, which is good to know that it's, it's, like, it's, it's more than just the Bible studies. No, that's good feedback. And admittedly as well, I think when you joined as well, we didn't have any social activity going on in that period. But suffice to say, Susie and Edith are organizing our online social for the first quarter of the year. Um, oh, Susie, I'm not sure if you want to say something about that. <laughs> oh. Um, yes, follows right. We will be organizing something. I don't know what, but we will. And, um, you know, in Jesus name, it will involve everyone. We'll, we'll ensure that, you know, everyone feels included and it's interactive. Um, yeah. Thanks, Fola. <laughs> no, I thought I'll just reuse that no, to remind be you because I know we really talked about it a long time, long time ago. So there you go. I know, I know. I, I mean, we've, you know, we've got it in the bag. It's there, isn't it? And we'll be meeting a meeting about it. So it's, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. They've, Edith and Susie, they've got two and a half months to plan it. So there you go. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, it's, it's just to say that 
as uh, Kasia mentioned, we do do other things outside of the Thursday, but what you find is, I think when you've joined, and I'm not sure whether the same for Vinny as well, most of our activities has been very much around the Bible study and the um, prayer meetings and so on. Any other comments from anyone before we move on? I think I need to comment on the simplicity and this has been a robot for me. Um, um, life has been a robot for me and particularly personality of color to be a conservative. Although you want to be not to borrow his adjective, but actually he's borrowed that. So um, I'm so conscious of whenever I have the opportunity to share the word, um, I just want to do, if possible, 99% Bible, less of, um, uh, yeah, um, let me say, additions, what has happened, so it's kind of robot for me, and I found out the Bible is really, the gospel is really simple, that's the only reason why it doesn't make sense, it's too simple to be with, and the other thing is punctuality, um, yeah, we always keep the time and to appreciate the community for that. We always keep the time, and that doesn't mean we don't run out of time, but each time we have to um, overrun our time, and people's content will be strong after. Yeah, so it's been a, a good one. Yeah. I'm so cold, but is, is it just me? But I can't really hear you clearly. Um. <laughs> It's funny, this is quite typical of people here that Paul, a lot of people didn't hear you, but they didn't say anything whilst you were speaking. Um, I think yeah, it's I think because it's of the... Yeah, it's better. No, try to face the camera and I think it'll be better that way. Okay, so can you hear me now? Is it better? Yeah. I found out this thing doesn't pick my voice, so I need to shout. Let me shout. So I'm saying that um, the simplicity as of the community as a robot for me. And um, uh, ever since I joined the community, each time I have the opportunity to undo the word, um, I'm over 90% based on the Bible so accounts and everything happened on the Bible, in the Bible records, and less of it, I mean, less than 5% to be maybe personal experience or addition. So uh, I took that from the community, that's one of the robots from there. And the other thing I said was about time punctuality. So I said I realized that um, um, our program doesn't run over outside the scheduled time. And uh, in real cases where we have to, have to run our time, um, the consent of the community members are usually set up. So, yeah, I love that simplicity and punctuality. So, Cool. Um, I think Cassia's uh, probably internet connection has dropped off. I can't see on my screen. But yeah, I'm hoping that everybody uh, was able to hear Paul this time. Because um, I heard him the second time and the first time as well. But here we are. Okay. Um, just so looking at... Uh, so I remember saying to someone, this is the vision of the group. And they were like, okay, so what does that mean in reality? So you want to be like Jesus. What does that mean in practice? Um, so what this means in practice is there are three to four areas that we tend to fo uh, focus on. So there's discipleship and social action. 
Um, there's Christian education. Now, Christian education aspect has been a bit dormant. In fact, it's been non-existent rather than a bit dormant. Uh, but by God's grace, uh, we intend to pick that up this year. And part of the picking up, what that means is act, having activities that you would normally have in Bible college settings. So I'm going to be reaching out to one of my college professors when I did Bible college um, to do like a tour of the British Museum because that has a lot of artifacts uh, that relates to the history of the Bible, for example. Um, there's another trip that I potentially might consider us having, which is going to a place called Brodenhof. And that's a community of Christians that live together. So everybody has something in common. So if you ever read the book of Acts, when the early church was first uh, started, that the disciples had everything in common. So no one had ownership of property. And so that's what Brodenhof is about, where Christians, and by the way, they have this in the US as well, where people will sell off their property, they live together, um, their children get educated on the estate. Literally, it's like a closed community. Um, and in fact, the person that I met who might potentially host us has been on one of the TV stations here um, to explain how that works. And, and so on. And because sometimes when you find when people first become a Christian, there's this sense of they read the book of Acts and they're like, oh, why is it that the church is not like that? Um, but the reality is, can you imagine you wanting to go out at 10 o'clock, somebody saying to you, you can't go out because you're part of a community. And that's sometimes the way the early church was. And so just having that sort of a visit to ask people their life ex lived experiences and potentially, I use the word potentially, by God's grace in February, we're going to have a masterclass on how to study the Bible looking at the practical ways of studying the Bible. So whenever you've heard your minister say, oh, this is a Greek word, you know, where did they get those words from? And also where did they get those meanings from? Um, so it's a virtual masterclass. Um, I'll be taking that and it's going to be titled Study the Bible on the Go. So in other words, whilst you're on the train station, you can actually conduct a Bible study, which is sometimes what I do. Um, when I'm on the train, I have an idea. I'll just do the Bible study whilst I'm there. Um, so yeah, looking at how to do that. So that's on that Christian education. And then church planting is where everything is heading towards. Um, so we want to plant a church, uh, which is going to be an extension of things. Um, Vinny for the, for the chair, um, keep it coming. Uh, yeah, we want to plant a church, um, at some stage. Um, yeah. So that's where all this is all heading towards, um, not just an online community, but a physical meet it where people come together on a regular basis just because i think that's one of the effect most effective ways of discipling people when you see them regularly you do life with them regularly and uh, you pray together regularly and yeah that sort of thing so within discipleship is what we mostly do on the thursday um so i think cassia is true to form that it's mostly the regular activities that we do so that's the discipleship element and that's the strongest aspect of what we do at the moment so things like the praying regularly, um, because when you, people do things this things like this regularly, that's how they develop in their faith. That's how you grow in faith, by praying regularly, by fasting regularly, by um, uh, studying the Bible regularly, by serving regularly, you know, resting. I know people don't see rest as part of his spiritual activities, but in the Bible, rest is a holy thing. Um, so doing these things regularly is what leads to spiritual growth. And that's what the discipleship strand um is about and so i guess over the last year we've done things along those lines uh, so like the evangelism is an aspect in which we're encouraging people to develop their ability to share their faith fellowship in other christians having social time together 
you know, as the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. So that's an expression of um, discipleship. So I'll just list the things that would come under Christian education uh, on there. Um, so again, some of them are still a bit dormant. I'm hoping that we can have like a retreat this year uh, around the August bank holiday. Um, but it might not necessarily be wearing your hair, Vinny, um, but um, we'll see what happens by God's grace. Uh, but yeah, so that's something that um, I'll speak to Jura about to see whether we can uh, do something along those uh, along those lines. Uh, and then the published devotional as well um, can be a source of inspiration for people when it comes to growing in faith. And then towards the church plants would be um, the worship and prayer night. So by God's grace, I'm hoping that we'll be able to do one this year, uh, a physical event where we'll just pray and worship, have a live band whilst praying, um, because I've really enjoyed the time of prayer that we've had together, as well as the time of worship that we've had as as well. And in the past, we've had fundraising activities, as I mentioned, myself, Mary, um, Oboro, uh, Dura, um, Edith, we've done fundraising for local causes, as well as international causes as well, actually. Um, and by God's grace, we've been able to exceed our expectations in each case. So, <clears throat> so that's where things are on that. So that brings me to 2024, um, which really I should have started on, but I thought I'll give context of where we are. I'm going to pause again. Perhaps there's any thoughts, any reflections, or any comments. It doesn't have to be what I've said. Anything else you're thinking, feel free to share. What is political husting? I've never heard of this term. So, Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah. So you've said it right. So it's equivalent to when Donald Trump and Joe Biden have to stand on stage and debate each other. Ah, uh, okay. In a, in a Christian forum. Yes. So gotcha. we, I guess the difference is we will be the one organizing it, bringing the local politicians together. So those are running for the political mm -hmm. office. So this year is going to be the general election uh, in the UK for the general election. I'm trying to think. This is when the uh, the prime minister gets elected and also the members of parliament for each local constituency. It's this year that they're going to be uh, elected in the same way you have the presidential election happening this year as well. Um, so in my local church in the past, we've had debates between the candidates. Uh, and it's an opportunity for Christians to ask them questions as well as people from the community. It's, it's just a way of showing that we're engaged in what's going on around us. So I left the floor deliberately open uh, if there are any comments or any questions from anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm actually going to be. Go on. Want to say, I'm going to come back after I can talk to you. Hello, Jeremiah. Oh, sorry. It's the last week. I have a question, but I don't know how to put this, put this question about church planting. Um, because that's um, the. I was just thinking that obviously so many of, of us are from different churches. Um, how do you actually? Just think about ways of being able to ask this question. How do you then foresee the 
members of TC that you have currently at the moment part of that church because we're all like in different Yeah, let me help you ask that, ask that question. So given the fact that some people are committed to another church, how is this going to happen? Because then that means I'm pushing people from other church. That's the crudest way to put on the extreme, right? Um, but on the other uh, milder side, uh, given the fact that all of us are different churches, how is it going to happen? The fact that Vinny is based in the US, Paul is based in Nigeria, how is that going to culminate towards that? Now, that's a good question. I don't have the answer to that. Um, other than God knows the answer to that. All right. So where we are today was not never the plan. Uh, we started, we just been a Bible study group and it's evolved beyond the Bible study group. So number one, God has the answer to the direct question that you ask. And number two question is, or two, two, my second response is the fact that not actually everybody belongs to a local church here. Um, so not everyone that comes to our meetings is already planted in a local church. So that potentially some of, some might decide to want to join the church plants. Now, of course, everybody lives across England, across the UK. And so logistically, how is it going to happen? And another way to look at it is, I think with, I've worked with God long enough that I know how he speaks. And I think when the time is right, things will change. Uh, either people start to come, there'll be a change in my DNA. I want to do something different. Of course, I'm not saying we're going to stop the group, but something would happen uh, that would be so clear to everyone that, okay, this is the direction we need to move. Um, yeah. So another way to answer your question is, I think there's only one or two of us that are already committed to the church plant at the moment. Um, and part of me wants to do a church plant, which is not like the traditional church plant, you know, the way people meet in houses and just do church that way. Um, because I feel that the way we do church at the moment is something that we've inherited, which is not, there's nothing wrong with the way we do church, have a service, you know, have different time slots. But I'm one of those people that would rather do church where people eat together, share the word, pray together. You know, that's a different church, but it's still church, but it's just not done in the traditional way. Um, but yeah, but the long shot is God has the answers. I don't have all the answers. I hope in his answer, it's virtual so that I can be there. <laughs> Amen. Um, it's on the extension of the virtual, but I, I, yeah, anyway, let's, let's, yeah, yeah. Um, but which yeah. one do you think, um, Paula, so which one do you think uh, these church planting will probably believe? Is it the family one or um, the conventional one? Or like you said, the traditional one? No, so it's going to start in a particular form. It could just start with a group of people meeting together. So I've, like my local church, for example, the way we started was meeting in someone's kitchen. And then it's grown to what it is now, where their church is international as well. So I think if I had to choose, I probably want to start in a living room. Um, in fact, whilst I was building, renovating, and one of the things I wanted to do was extend the kitchen so that we can start in the kitchen setting. Uh, but I didn't have the budget for that. But I'm open to starting in a living room with let's say eight people and see what the lord does from there um yeah wait for that um how about the plan of um i can't remember the location in the uk oh Belvedere. Yeah. so that's um, still the location out. yeah so if you notice on so this you say... sorry go on paul 
So go on. I, so I wanted this... to say, are you seeing the kind of living room you want to start within that environment or in your present uh, locality, then you move to just want to get clarity. So I, I live quite close to Belvedere. So I live about five minutes away by car. <clears throat> so I'm already close by anyway. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I've actually explored premises on, on in the area as well. Um, so yeah, so it's to say that even if it doesn't start physically in the prem in in the what you call Belvedere, it can start close enough, and then as the Lord leads, would we'll make the move uh, more closely. But the reason I'm showing this image is because where we normally do our outreach is Belvedere area, um, which is where we are planning to plant. Um. Um. Sorry to keep keep asking questions, but I just I just one more thing I was just thinking about is um TC and what you do and who you are and the fact that is as Paul mentioned international. Um, I was thinking in terms of church planting outreach for you know you're going to be reaching out to people not just in the UK and outside like Vinny is in is in America just having, I sh maybe I shouldn't say this because it's far away in the future. So like you said, you know, I was just thinking about the fact that you have people all around the world, by God's grace, joining TC and having like this church uh, might, I don't know. Okay, I'll just shut up there. <laughs> I think I'm trying to um think about something that is so far away now my brain is anyway, anyway never mind i forget about what i've just said um thank you scrap that no we're not going to scrap it um you you find that i've had people tell me about the dreams they've had about international expansion but um so it's not far too far-fetched um even though i don't understand the full juice of your question i can only just pick up the keywords I guess I was just thinking about the fact that, for example, um, Vinny and there um, potentially be more and more people from other countries joining TC and thinking about church planting, I think a location where we, we meet as a family, as a community. And that, what does that actually mean for those people that are not in the UK? Do you see like it being like, you know, they're excluded from this, this union, this community that you're going to be building uh, a church? Um, do you see any sort of um, potential challenges that, that that might bring in terms of? Do yeah, I, I do, I do, uh, and I, I understand. I mean, I remember saying to Mary the other day that I, actually I don't mind visiting people in overseas, um, just because, yeah, that's church, right? So, for example, I'm going to Nigeria in March, and I'm planning to see Paul. Paul and I are going to go to the same church on when, when I go. Um, I've thought about visiting Cassia in Denmark. I've thought about visiting Vinny. Uh, where else is there? I've thought about actually visiting a borough uh, in Doha. Uh, and so whilst there are practical logistical issues, you're right. Um, with these things, I try not to overthink it at the moment. Um, I try to take it a step at a time because there are practical issues in terms of geography. And also, whilst we might have the best intentions, also people move on as well. That you know things change in people's lives, livelihood. You know people get married, people relocate, they change jobs, and so there are other factors as well. So I think the best way I can answer your question is I try not to overthink the practical ways in which it's going to work out. 
just because I don't have all the answers. Um, as that song says, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking of you. Um, so yeah, I'm taking it one day at a time at the moment. Or we are taking it a day at a time. Thanks for the ed not. Um, anyone else? Any questions? I think for like, it's worth mentioning that from what you shared with us, um, the two will be running consecutively. Say, for example, that we are planting a physical church does not stop the community from, from continuing. The international, these are our community. doesn't stop it from a regular meeting, Bible study. It may just be change in leadership, maybe because mm. you'll be committed. Yeah, I just want to mention that. Yeah. And the good thing about the internet these days is whilst you might have a physical experience, the virtual experience can be as real as the in-person, the one in the room. Um, yeah. It's the same way people have cousins abroad, that if they are intentional about keeping those relationships, then they'll find practical ways to make sure those relationships uh, flourish. Um, yeah. So that we have enough time, um, I just want to make sure we go through what our emphasis is for this year. Can anyone tell me, anyone that has been in this um, group, at least for the last four months, what is our emphasis for this year? And Paul, you can talk, please. Um, the, the floor is open to other people. Sorry. Because uh, I think Paul has seen my slides already. So there you go. Um, yeah. What is the emphasis for this year? We talked about this in September. I know it's been a long time. By the way, in case you're speaking and you're off mute, please feel free to unmute. Sorry, in case you're speaking and you're muted, please feel free to unmute. Um, I'd say growth, more people to come, consistently come and attend. Yep. Thank you very much for like Emmy. That's exactly what it is. Growth, 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 more growth, more growth. Now, it's interesting because, and I'll use Julie as an example. So the reason I'm using you as an example, Julie, is because when we talked about this in September, I was like, okay, this is our emphasis for 2024. But I thought if it's good enough for 2024, why didn't we just start now? So one of the things we did practically for the first time was to run the ad on Instagram. And that's how Julie came. All right. So that was one of the practical ways of actually achieving what Folakemi mentioned. Because yes, the emphasis for this year is growth, 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 growth. Um, and it's growth in four dimensions. So there's the numerical growth, having at least 30 people. By God's grace, we like the fact that there are 16 of us. So all it takes is for one more person to invite another person. Um, and then we'll double the amount. Um, and there's the spiritual growth as well as relational growth. Now, you find that spiritual growth and relational growth is very hard to measure. I mean, Paul asked this question, how are we going to measure that? I couldn't tell you how to measure spiritual growth. All I can tell you is, okay, maybe people will pray more. Uh, they would reach out to each other more. But I can't measure that. I can't put that burden on other people. So there is no metric. I know most of us in our workplaces, we've got KPIs that we have to reach. And once, let's say, you reach a particular KPI, you can tick that off your objective list for the year that you've reached that but when it comes to relational and spiritual yes we can have benchmark but it's really really hard um uh to do that paul i'm going to answer the question in a moment um i just want to keep going just because of time 
And the financial growth, you can put numbers against finance. And so it's really to meet our last year's budget uh, this year again. Uh, and so those are the four areas of growth. Now, the question is, when it comes to this numerical growth, um, I know people sometimes shy away from that. And I just want to explain why. So I remember I went for a missions conference that was organized by my local church. And there was a lady there. Um, she's retired. She literally goes from place to place, preaches the gospel, and potentially plants a church. And she talked about how she had this dream, which was based on John 10, 16, where Jesus said, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They also will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Jesus' desire is not just that, okay, there were 12 disciples and that was it. He had a desire for the entirety of the world, the entirety of everywhere, uh, for people to be saved. And that's God's desire for the world, where it's not just limited to the first 12 or the 500 or limited to us. God wants to bring more people in. And so that's the spiritual motivation. There's an eternal vision of God wanting to bring more people uh, into his fold. And that's the motivation. When I pray, it's because of that. People need what we have to offer. And that's the eternal side of things. Now, on the numerical, sorry, on the practical side, each of us have a talent that we need to deploy. And so you need people to listen to you. So, I mean, think about the podcast, for example. I mean, the other day, last week, Caroline asked the question, so how many people actually listen to the recording of the session recording? Now, there was one or two. Now, imagine the podcast. All that time is spent, people listen, um, doing the voiceover, and no one listens to that. I don't know how you guys would feel as the podcast narrator, but you want people to actually hear your voice. You know, um, There's that thing about... Um, something about find your voice. That idea that everybody has something to share, and you need an audience. And so that's the practical side of all of us have gifts, whether it's spiritual gifts of being able to heal the sick, whether it's spiritual gifts of having the Midas touch, but we need an audience. And that's the practical side where there's something in it for every single person. And so that's the flip side or the two sides of the growth where it's not just, yeah, it is primarily about God's eternal vision, but there's something in it for everyone. And that's why the growth matters. All right. So going back to the emphasis again, it's numerical growth, having at least 30 people on a Thursday evening, spiritual growth. Um, and I'll tell you how we're going to achieve spiritual and relational growth as well as financial uh, growth as well. All right, Paul, you've got your hand up. Yeah, I was just thinking, I think there's a way we can measure the spiritual growth um, uh, from our our uh, our experiences before joining the community and what our realities are now. I mean, one of testimony and uh, yeah, I think from there we can get a clue. I know it may not be um, it may not be something we can, but from there we can get clue about. Uh, just want to put that in. No, thank you, Paul. Yeah, so as Paul mentioned, I guess in that context, it's more about the feedback that people give. Uh, we can't really quantify spiritual spirituality, but based on the feedback, we can measure, okay, people are experiencing God or they are not experiencing God. People are experiencing love, they are not. At least from the feedback from last quarter, 
the testimonies that I was hearing from different ones was quite encouraging for me that, okay, there's something good about this community that people feel at ease or liberty to, to share uh, how they're feeling. So, um, yeah. Any other comments or questions? By the way, I tend to use this session to practice the act of silence because I think it's therapeutic for the soul uh, when people don't say anything and they're still able to look at each other's faces. Uh, I'm sure married couples do this often where there's nothing to say. You just want to be in their presence. So there you go. Um, we are where we are. Um, so what's the plan uh, to achieving the growth? Uh, so when it comes to the spiritual growth, sorry, when it comes to the numerical growth, um, it's increasing our social media presence because I just feel that's where the next phase of growth is going to come from. And so we've run some ads in January, in December, and by God's grace, that's how we got um, Julie to visit us. And I think there was another lady as well, Manhi, um, that had joined us uh, as a result of the Instagram. Uh, she's currently in the WhatsApp group uh, with us. Um, she's currently in the UK studying abroad from the US. Um, so the ads do work. And I've had other people get in touch as well. They just haven't turned up yet physically. And the intention is also to promote the podcast that we do, especially the Monday devotional, so that other people can listen to it. Um, the masterclass, I intend, that's going to be sometime in February uh, on how to study the Bible on the go. So that'll be publicized as well. And the intention is also to have Instagram live sessions. Um, so we've gone in touch with the first person that we're going to have it with. And it's just looking at contemporary topics um, to, to be discussed. And of course, having your photographs on, on our social media platform, I think adds a lot of value to it. I know somebody mentioned that because they saw Suzy's face on our ad, I think they made a connection that way that actually they might want to consider this. So having more faces uh, does make a difference. I know Suzy, you're looking at me strangely. It's Julie that gave us that feedback. Um, that she recognized your face on the ad. And so, yeah, that was a prompt. Now, we do need uh, someone to help us manage uh, social media. Uh, and I have to say that with all the things that we do in TC, and uh, going back to what we said about the local church, that we want whoever is going to serve to be planted in the local church just because of the, uh, the protection, just because what we do here is a spiritual activity. Um, and we want to make sure people are protected spiritually, um, especially because it's a virtual event as well. We're not there physically with you to know uh, where you might need practical help. And so whoever wants to serve, we just encourage you to be committed to a local church. But that said, I'm having to reconsider that. And um, if you are interested in this, then let's talk. Um, so I know there's someone on the call right now that uh, made an offer. And so we can always revisit this. Um, you know where you are and I'll keep you there. Um, moving on uh, to the Thursday session. Um, so these are the topics that we're going to be exploring between now and the end of August. Uh, so they are practical topics. Now, you might say praying. Now, we're not just going to look at the word prayer. We're going to drill down into more detail of, let's say, things like spiritual warfare, for example. How do I get started with praying? We're going to be looking at specific topics. So when we looked at who is, uh, knowing God, we just didn't look at who is God kind of thing. There's different layers of topics that we're going to look at. So the reason I've kept it generic is just because whilst I know the general scheme of things, I haven't researched what we're going to be talking about specifically. 
So for example, in the context of the Bible study, I know what that is going to be. So how do you study the Bible? Um, what are the different genres of the Bible? Um, where do you get started from when you're reading the Bible? Um, and then spiritual warfare, for, on that prayer, for example, spiritual warfare is one of them. Um, that's the only one I know for now um, in terms of the type of prayer. But the idea is to make sure that all these steps become part of our lifestyle as God's people. Um, because these are the things that would actually make us grow. So all you might find is when we're doing all these topics, there'll be practical elements that might be incorporated in the Thursday session, such that we get to practice what we are learning. And then my, the one I'm looking forward to is the eighth one, which is where we're going to look at how to discover our spiritual gifts. Uh, because everybody has something that God has placed inside of them. And then how do we find out where we flourish as God's people? Uh, but that will be towards the end of the series where we look at our gift audits in terms of our temperament, our skill sets, and where do we fit in all of that, what God has for us. And then we're coming up would be our prayer session. So I put in inverted commas uh, that Dura will be one of our quote-unquote guest prayer leader. Uh, we need to find a title for that. So for now, but it was just saying that she'll be one of the people that will lead one of the prayer meetings. Uh, I've had the benefit of hearing Dura lead and lead us in prayer, and she's quite gifted when it comes to the prophetic area, you know, being able to give words. And I think that's some of the things that I needed when it comes to leading other people in prayer. So we're going to be having um, Julie, no, sorry, Jenny back with us again. And it's praying for the nations, praying for uh, places where we have missionaries. And so if you have anyone that you connected to personally, <clears throat> excuse me, that is a missionary, uh, then please do give them their names to me so that Jenny can incorporate their names uh, in our prayer time in July, sorry, February. So she's actually confirmed the dates. I think it's the 17th, but I'll share the dates um, as soon as. So that's the guest prayer meeting, which is open to everyone. Um, feel free to invite your friends along to this. Uh, so that's what's coming up. Are there any questions from anyone or any comments? Um, I just want to, uh, can you rewind to the previous um, slide? I think I saw something there. I want to believe the typo error. Um, number eight. Thanks, Paul. Do you know when I was doing this slide, it reminded me of what Paul said last last year about somebody needs to proofread my slides. And it's funny, literally, it was this slide that I was thinking about that there's something that must be that wouldn't be quite right. But yes, finding where you fit. Yes, it's finding where you fit. In other words, there's a hole that God has placed everyone in, and it's being able to find that hole. Um, but yeah. No, thanks, Paul. Uh, I need, well, yeah, it feels like deja vu, but yeah, where we are. So we are, we are finding the F now. There we go. Actually, that's quite, uh, is it coincidental to, to what we're talking about? But yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll get this corrected. Um, and I'll share this link in the group as well. So if people want to refer back to it. So um, I would like to invite people uh, I don't have to respond now. There's no need to show your hands, but uh, to consider giving um, financially to the ministry. And it's for practical purposes um, because when we have guest speakers, some of these guys are full-time. We can't just say, oh, 
God bless you. Thanks for coming. We love you. Um, in the Pentecostal way, you have to give them what you call a Pentecostal handshake. And that what that means is when Pentecostal give you an handshake, it just means that there's a word of currencies that they put in their hand and then they shake your hand. Um, but all jokes aside, um, it does cost money to be able to do what we do. It does cost money um, to bless other people. So I'll just go back to some of the things that I mentioned in the budgets. Um, just give me a moment. So this budget came because people gave, all right? Um, and the reason I'm suggesting that we should consider regular donation because it helps with pro projecting our activities. If we know that a particular amount is going to come in, now I'm not going to ask people to say what they want to give, but it's just for you to prayerfully consider giving something on a regular basis um, because it does make a difference uh, when it comes to budgeting when it comes to when needs arise being able to meet those needs without having to call on people to say oh can we raise this money and so on we can just easily uh look at the coffers as a wins as a means of of giving um and i'll have to say this again your look your tithe belongs to your local church all right so if you believe in giving over 10 percent of your salary um to god that belongs to your local church whatever you give to us is um your excesses um yeah and so i just want to emphasize that you know we champion the local church we champion the cause of the local church so um please do prioritize your local church when it comes to your giving um but we believe in that god to bless you so much that your bands would overflow and therefore you have more than enough uh to support the work um that is taking place here all right and you can consider giving five pounds a month, um, ten dollars a month, one twenty pounds a month, whatever amount you feel comfortable with. Um, when I've been to a Methodist church, a Baptist church, what people then say is, "Whatever you do, make sure you're doing it generously." So that's the only condition when it comes to giving: give generously and also give cheerfully. Give out of a place of joy, <clears throat> not out of a place of duress. All right. Um, so that's the link. Um, on the screen there's also a link within the group chat as well um, that tells you how to give that links you directly to this just given page final slide i've spoken a lot uh, and i'm going to try to stop actually it's not the final slide; it's the penultimate slide now i've put this here because i'm setting myself a challenge that i need to submit this application to the person that's going to help us write it i'm putting it out there in the public domain i'm meant to take a day off in february so that i can actually write it and concentrate and so yes yeah, so i'm putting it there so that you guys can hold me accountable um because this needs to be done otherwise um it's going to affect other areas and so one of our priorities is to make sure we submit a charity status application uh this quarter and not beyond that so i'll just leave the slides on the screen if anybody wants to answer any other questions feel free to come off mute uh to answer it um yeah, so this is the point in which I'm going to drop the mic. Um, anyone that wants to answer or reflect on this, then feel free to come off mute. Thank you, Fola. I think mine will be on the... Sorry, please, everyone. Am I audible? Fola? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, okay. Thank you. So mine, mine is, is uh, on the donation. So last week, uh, thank you, 
Mary for, for bringing that. When she asked Nile, I just remembered. So I was watching, uh, maybe last week, so I was watching and Holy Spirit was asking me, Paul, so what is uh, your contribution or donation? So I was trying to answer and say, ah, it's a new one. I spent Naira. Uh, and he said, it doesn't matter. Even if it's five or ten euros per month, just be a part of it. When she raised, when she raised the narrative, okay, yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking through me to that. I think, uh, please include the naira also there. And the analogy Holy Spirit gave to me, even if it's ten euros per month, that's one twenty. I think you can take some of the some of the expenses and all. So, um, yeah, just to encourage someone, and more so, just to pay you for like that, please naira. Or is it possible to pay naira to just give it? No, thank you so much for that. Um, my apologies, Paul, that I didn't put uh, Naira on the list of currencies, but um, donations are welcome from any part of the world. Uh, you and I can talk as to how best to do the transfer, just because I know the pound is worse, much stronger. Uh, but just giving also accepts other currencies, um, yeah, accept donations from international donations as well. Is there a way to do it? Where the U.S. dollar also and without so many fees, like they they charge they charge me fees and then my bank charge me a fee. <laughs> so I feel like my donation is like for nothing. <laughs> it takes it right out. Um, so uh, just before I answer Vinny's question, I'm sorry, guys. It's I know it's eight thirty. I'm gonna stop after Vinny's question. Um, so to answer your question, Vinny, um. Unfortunately, JustGiving doesn't have a PayPal option. So PayPal would have been the best way where when you give it, it masks it from an international donation. Um, so unfortunately, there isn't. Um, yeah, unfortunately, there isn't. Um, Are yeah. there other applications that can be used in lieu of the... Just giving like a Zelle, do you have Zelle or Cash App or? They're still going to charge you the same. Whichever way you go, there's always going to be transactional fees. But the reality is, even banks charge a transactional fee, not transactional fee, but they charge a monthly fee on some um, international fee. Yes. Exactly. And even on having an account as well in some cases. So, whichever way you look at it, you just have to think about it as I'm giving it to God and. Some middleman is taking their own, but you know, God will make all grace abound to me, such that in everything and everything I have more than enough to give. Amen. Amen. You're right. Um uh, hello. Yeah, we can hear you, Joe. Um some First of all, I think for um, I think excellent presentation. Um, I think very very eloquently um, presented and well put. And I think it was not. I didn't feel like it was a selling, but it was a way that it was. It's like a sharing with with us as well. So I think it was excellent presentation. Um, one of the things I was thinking about tonight was I actually wanted to invite someone to come on tonight, but. I thought because it's a review, he might she might want to think, oh, okay, what was that for? I'm coming for Bible studies and stuff like that. But I wish actually I 
you know, invited her to come along so she could actually see what the actually the whole TC is about and what we do what, what I do over Thursday online. Um, in saying that, I think, you know, for me personally, my challenge always been is I'm quite involved with my local church, and I, I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful that you do encourage us for all of us to still remain rooted in our local church and not to see us a diversion from our local church onto TC. So, you know, coming on Thursday doesn't make me feel guilty. And in a way, I, I skip my local Bible studies for Thursdays. So Thursday is my go-to Bible study for the week. And I don't feel guilty for it, you know, for the fact that, you know, as you said, you know, even with the church planting, that, that question was raised was, you know, how can we all from different church able to, you know, be involved with the eventual what the church planting is. And one thing I'll say to that is, <clears throat> we all have to discern in terms of what God wants us to be at a particular point in time. And for me, I know God, you know, my spirit, God want me to be on a Thursday Bible study rather than my actual church Bible study. It doesn't mean that I'm not getting what I need for my Wednesday Bible study, but I do feel sense of strong, you know, discerning for me to be on Thursday rather than be on my um, local Bible study. In saying that, my commitment, I think, you know, I'm, you know, I'm fasting, I'm praying that, you know, God, you know, will allow me to be more practically involved with TC this year than I'm actually I am because there's a lot of things that I feel, you know, Joe, I can do, but I do kind of thinking, oh, would I have the time? Would I do, you know, part of it just being organised and also, you know, being bold enough to be able to step up, I think, you know, so that that would be my, my, my commitment and also be part of my part to play. And, also to to public to put out there to financially to support as well you know because i know something i can't do but you know to be able to do that as well i think that will go a long way so yeah thank you for all you do and thank you for all those that support you to do to bring this to fruition every thursday monday saturday and you know people behind the scene that we don't see i think yeah it's a good a big thank you for me anyway Oh, That's thank me. you. Uh, thank you very much, Joe. And yes, I, I like the fact that you acknowledge the people behind the scenes. I'm very supported by a very, very um, strong team. Um, and there was meant to be a slide, but because I was not so organized well enough to be able to get the slide around the people. So I think it's just worth acknowledging them. By the way, I'm sorry, guys, that this is overrun. Um, I'm thinking now, I'm actually, you know, let me close in prayer. And then we'll make the after party part of the, um, if people want to stay behind for chit chats, and then we'll do it that way. So that way we respect people's uh, timings and so on. Father, we just want to thank you for all that you've done in our lives over this past year. We thank you for where you've uh, brought us from. We thank you for where we are. We thank you for the people that you've added to us along the way. And Father, we just want to give all praise uh, back to you. And Father, we do also recognize that there are a few things, a lot of things actually that we would like to do that we haven't yet achieved. We commit ourselves into your loving care and we commit all those plans to your hands to God. That Father, you would grant us the ability and the grace, Father Lord, to be able to execute all the things and the desires that you've placed in my heart. I pray that there'll be more people 
that would come up with ideas uh, of things they want to do. And I just pray that, you know, they will find favor with the other members of the community to execute those ideas. Oh God, Father, we just commit ourselves into your loving care in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.